Hello there, I'm George Hall, and welcome to another of our Analytics Anonymous sessions, where we take a small, bite-sized look at data, insights, analytics, and more. I'm joined today by Leah Holland, Head of Insights and Analytics here at Good Growth. Leah, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, George. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Well, look, I know you've been super busy lately with all sorts going on. You've taken some time out on social media day of all days to appear on Analytics Anonymous. So very excited to know what have you got for us today? Uh, So I thought, given that it is social media day, it might be interesting for us to delve into um, the biases that we might see in social media ad platform reporting um, and how they might differ from what you might see in Google Analytics, for example. Sure. Biases, I'm interested. Tell me more. What have you got? So one of the things we often see is that digital marketers want to make data-driven decisions. They want to make sure that they allocate the right budget to the right campaigns, executed through the right channels, and just as importantly, that they target the right audience segment at the right point within the customer journey. However, one of the issues they face is that they rely on the analytics available within the social ad platforms to make these decisions. And that's a problem, as I as we've already covered, because that information can sometimes be a little bit biased. So there's been a growing concern over a number of years that these social platforms obfuscate their reporting in order to showcase an inflated return on ad spend, or ROAS, which then encourages advertisers, who are their customers, to invest more in their campaigns. It's also worth bearing in mind that these ad, ad platforms are also competing with the likes of Google to soak up marketing budget. So it's in their interest to make their campaigns look profitable. Sure. So I guess it sounds like the, the the big social media platforms are quite you know revenue driven. They're looking for an easy way to get marketers to invest back into their platforms. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there are also challenges with attribution as well that make this kind of activity quite tricky. So if a large proportion of your visitors are using iOS 14 and above, because Apple have made it much easier for their customers to stop apps from tracking them outside of the app itself, this creates a, a sort of a gap in that user's journey, as it were. It's particularly a problem because these social campaigns tend to sit, sit at the top of the funnel. So they're normally aimed at discovery or increasing brand awareness rather than driving conversions. So if you as a user are scrolling through Facebook uh, in the app on your phone and you tap an ad, you'll probably find that you'll open the advertiser's website in the built-in Facebook browser. So if or when, could be a few days later, you decide to buy something from that website, you'll likely open up Chrome or Safari or your default web browser on your phone and make a purchase that way. So it means that Facebook's analytics completely loses sight of whether you've had a transaction. So it's a bit of a, a two plus two equals five situation, isn't it? You know, Facebook assumes that you, you've bought the product, so they'll report back to the marketing team that that's what you've done and it was it was through their platform. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, there will inevitably be discrepancies between GA and Facebook, even down to clicks in Facebook versus sessions in GA, which intuitively should align. However, GA will only count a user once they're on their website, whereas Facebook will track any click engagement, including likes and shares, regardless of whether they've made it to the website. And if a user clicks on an advert twice within a 30-minute session, Facebook reports both clicks, whereas GA is only going to report one session. And then thinking about transaction volume as well, 
Facebook by default uses a seven day click through window and a one day view through window for its conversions, which is going to be quite different from Google Analytics because it can't measure, measure the view through conversions and it defaults to a 30 day look back window. So that there will inevitably be discrepancies between the two platforms. And I guess with GA4 and, and marketers, uh... Uh, reluctance to use it to, to its full extent, maybe, they're going to fall back on a system that has quite a nice, intuitive, friendly UI, such as Facebook, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. And if at least in all of the analytics turbulence that we've had over the last year or so, at least Facebook has remained relatively consistent in that time. Um, and turbulence is a very good word for it, isn't it? It has been a, a very turbulent time. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, There are a few things that you can do to minimise the discrepancies in in the reporting between Facebook and GA. Um, Firstly, if if you make sure that you're using a strict UTM schematic for your Facebook campaigns, you can identify exactly which ads your visitors have clicked on. So that's one thing that you can do. Um, It also might be beneficial to move, to remove those view through conversions if you're really looking to closely align the reporting because GA is, is is never going to be able to report that. However, unfortunately, the social ad platforms and GA are never going to align perfectly. So rather than focusing on the differences between the two, I think it's going to be more beneficial to ensure that when you're reporting on your campaigns, you're using both sources of data in conjunction with one another to get a real, real sense of your campaign's performance. Well, it leads me quite nicely to my, my final question, which is sort of around your approach to it and your recommendations for marketers. Is there kind of a, a golden ticket approach for this? You know, we hear a lot about last click attribution. Uh, that's that's not the right way. Is there a blended approach to be taken? Or is it a case of, you know, you're never going to get the, the, the absolute truth, so you just need to rely on what you can get and making the most of that data? Yeah, I think there's certainly an element of that. You will never get an absolute golden bullet you'll never get the answer just right but if you use a variety of data sources and make sure that you're looking at all of the data that's available to you you can't go far wrong well listen Leah great to to hear from you and hear all about the 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 biases that might be appearing in, in Facebook and I guess look given that it's owned by Meta this is going to be the same across Instagram as well isn't it yeah absolutely it's the same platform Listen, it's been great to have you on the podcast. So a a real pleasure. Thanks very much for your time. No, thank you for having me. You've been listening to Analytics Anonymous on the Good Growth Podcast. And if we've piqued your interest, then please do get in touch. Thanks very much for listening.